0: Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast. This is Carrie Kempakis, your host. Today on the show, we have a very special guest. It is someone I love with all my heart and who I've tried to get on the podcast for several years now. Typically, she doesn't like the spotlight, so for a long time, she turned my invitations down. But over the Christmas break, as she had a long stretch here at home and we had a lot of really rich and deep conversations about life and faith and the importance of friendship, I was able to talk her into doing a quick show on making friends in college. My special guest is my firstborn daughter, Ella, who's currently a sophomore at Auburn University and has really navigated this new chapter of her life well. Ella is wise beyond her years, and I can't wait for you to hear some of the advice and insight that she has on a topic that I know is very important to many girls and moms out there. Whether you're listening alone or with your daughter or your mother or with a friend or someone else, I hope that you find this episode helpful and hopeful. Also, if you enjoy the Girl Mom podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. These reviews help more people find us and encourage them to give us a listen as we share these messages that we believe mothers and daughters need today. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome, Ella. I am so excited to have you here. It feels like this has been years in the making, and um, I can't believe I finally roped you into doing this, but I know you're going to do great, and I can't wait to to hear what you're going to share with our listeners. I'm excited about it. So, okay, so friendship, I feel like this is something that's been very important just to all of us in our family. You know, it's always Mm -hmm. been important to me and I've tried to instill that into you and your sisters and Mm -hmm. with you being the oldest one, a lot of times you've been the guinea pig and you go through things first. And you know, when you have a home of four girls like we do, we've all seen a lot of ups and downs in friendships, but definitely more ups and blessings and I think than the trials that we go through. But um, what I really wanna talk about here is maybe start with what you've learned as you went to college, about navigating friendships and, you know, really what what you've seen that has worked and that hasn't worked. And, Mm -hmm. and I think the biggest thing I want to talk about, and, you know, I've done a lot of things wrong as a mom, and I know I've given y'all some, some wrong advice, but I do think probably some of the best advice I gave you as you went was, I was like, you know, see this window of opportunity that Mm -hmm. exists when you first get to school, because it's so easy to be shy and to be reserved and just to wait for everybody else to introduce themselves and make those friendships. But, If you go into it just looking at this like a unique opportunity, like you'll never have this many people your own age around you at any point in your life again, that there's so much opportunity to make so many new connections and friendships, especially that freshman year and that first semester. And yes, you got to be careful with who you trust, and it takes time to build friendships. But I do think that that whole concept of casting a wide net and meeting a lot of people can be really uh, important that freshman year, and it can really set the stage for what your college experience is like. And as I watched you do that, you just did it so well, and I was so proud of you, and I still am. But not only the friendships that you've you've made, the deep friendships you've made here in your sophomore year, but just the way that you were so proactive your freshman year. I mean, from day one, I think you were inviting people to go on walks and get coffee and and just to really um, take that initiative. So tell me a little bit about that, what you learned, maybe what I told you that was helpful or what I told you that wasn't helpful or just anything
1: that might help the moms and the girls who are listening. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am a sophomore at college, I guess, yet last year was my freshman year. But I think the most helpful thing really was just kind of like you said, remembering everyone's in the same boat as you. And, like, it can feel so overwhelming freshman year because you feel like you're the only one that feels like this is stressful and it feels like you have to make all these new friends, like, immediately. Um, and it can just be a lot. But what I found to be most helpful was just taking advantage of this opportunity and knowing that there's not going to be a time like this again where everyone's in the same boat. Um I learned a lot from my freshman year roommate, Chrisanne. Shout out to her. And I think something that was really helpful for me as far as making friendships is I would schedule out my calendar, like, the beginning of the week on Sunday, and I would pull out my calendar, and I would see when I didn't have classes or just, like, free pockets of time, and I would very intentionally, like, text, like, probably six or seven different people that I wanted to get to know better. Even like if it was just someone that I'd met once, I was like, I hope they don't think this is weird, but I asked them to lunch or like coffee or on a walk or something. And I feel like that was such a good way of like plugging myself in and getting to meet those people Um, because it can be intimidating if you have the mindset of, you know, these people might find this weird, but really everyone is in the same boat and everyone wants to make those friendships. So like they are going to appreciate the invite. Oh, definitely.
0: I think even at my age, I think people, one of the biggest mistakes we make is we sit back and wait for people to invite us or we see Mm -hmm. everybody hanging out together or we look on social media and it looks like everybody's found their people and we have it and so we can get really stuck in that rut. And so I think that's the biggest thing that I think is so important that you've done so well is that you were so proactive and it paid off. I mean, you have such a huge network. I love going to visit you in Auburn now. And I feel like wherever we go, whether we're at Kroger or Target or anywhere, I mean, I'm always hearing this, hey, Ella, hey, Ella. And and it might not just be the girls in your sorority. It might be your Pike Kai from Rush or somebody that you met at the Oaks Retreat or, or someone else. But you've really been intentional. And, um, and you're so right. I think you and Grace Ann were such a perfect match. And she's so good at being intentional in friendships. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you were able to learn from her, too. And and like I said, so many people are waiting to be invited. And what I hear about a lot in my work is I'll hear from moms or from girls that they're in college and they pledge their sorority. And a lot of times they're in their dream sorority, but those weeks that follow are kind of a disappointment. And all of a sudden, especially with social media, they look online and they see their pledge sisters together without them. Or they see these friendships forming and that's when they can really get stuck and like just wait for those invitations or feel like they're being left out and just really get kind of trapped in that negative cycle of thinking And I really think that can undermine your ability to make friendships and that willingness to put yourself out there. So let's talk about that. Maybe somebody who is feeling like everybody has a friend group except for me, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, never true. But just maybe that's that's tempted to just hole up in their dorm room waiting to be invited. Like, what could you share that might just encourage them, whether they're a freshman or a sophomore, junior or senior, just to maybe
1: put themselves out there a little bit more? Um, well first I would say it's totally normal to just be in your dorm room and like everyone has those thoughts like, oh my gosh, it seems like everyone is out there doing things with people, but like you don't see behind all those closed doors and there's a lot of other girls that are feeling the exact same way. Um so you're not alone in that. And another thing, um I mean I experienced this a little bit last year, but I've talked to a lot of freshmen just, you know, Catching up with them at the end of semester, how their semester's been. And there's a common thing that I've heard between several different girls, and it's just talking about how it can be so frustrating at first because. Um, It feels like the friendships are just like so surface level for a while. And it's frustrating because you see those sophomores and the juniors and the seniors and they all have these tight knit groups that are going on trips together and doing cute, fun things together. And as a freshman, you're like thinking that you're going to get that in August or September because that's what Instagram shows. But like it really does take time. Um, and deep friendships just don't build overnight. Um, it, it'll take months, you know, and I really don't even feel like I got super deep with my friends until probably second semester of freshman year. I love my friends, but deep friendships just do take time, and you're going to have to get through the how many siblings do you have and where are you from questions um, in the beginning. Um, but I would say things to look for when you are trying to deepen those friendships is just people with similar values as you, and I would say don't compromise your values just to fit in with a person or with a group. Um, and it can be frustrating waiting for to find those kind of people, but just know that the Lord is faithful and his timing is perfect and it's worth it. Oh,
0: that's so good. And you gave so much advice that I've never even heard before. Just those thoughts of, especially in college, you do want those deep friendships and that's mm-hmm. that expectation. And, and that even when you're an adult, it doesn't work like that. And a lot of times, I think, and you can tell me what your, your thoughts on this, but it seems to me that sometimes friendships don't deepen until there's a crisis or a trial. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's not until you're having that lonely night and you break down and you tell them, you know, how you've been hurting or you're yeah. lonely or you open yourself up to somebody. Like those are really the moments that deepen the friendships, the ones that we don't want to have. But um. sometimes it takes or somebody is going through a trial and everybody's coming together to support her. Like those really are the moments that can take your friendship to the next level.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And something that you told me before I went to college was that your friends, your college friends are going to become your family because you don't have your family um, by your side like you did at home. And so I totally agree what you were talking about. When those challenging situations hit, it's how those friends treat you and how they support you that really like bonds you all together. It's in those moments that, you know, it really proves your friendship.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, my my best friend from college, Rebecca, who y'all have met, and I love dearly shout out to Rebecca. Um, you know, it's funny. She had a senior your age. And so, and so it was really neat senior year because a lot of times we were just calling and catching up and sharing our stories of what y'all were doing senior year. But, you know, as I was preparing my heart to let you go and I was so sad in so many ways, I would talk to Rebecca and then I would think, but you know what? Ella's about to meet her Rebecca. Like she's about to meet those friends that she doesn't even know that I, I hope and pray will be her lifelong sisters of the heart. And it's so rewarding as a mom. Like I feel like those are those are the kind of things that helped me let you go, knowing that when you were happy and that you had these great friendships and that you would never have made these friendships if you had not left home, like that's really what kind of prepared my heart to let you go and to to let God show me that He's got a whole world out there for you that's beyond your family and what we can give you. But we're here to support you and always be your safe place to come back to, um, hopefully a lot, you know, as you get older and older. But but anyway, I do think friendship is so important, and you know, there's—I don't know why there's so much struggle in friendships these days. And I hear a lot in my work, and moms are, you know, emailing me with girls who are younger and younger. I feel like a lot of the friendship issues used to start maybe fifth or sixth grade, and now it's more like first and second mm-hmm. grade, um, just girls being mean, or just really being kind of selfish, or intentionally leaving people out, or just just drama. And so let's talk about that because, you know, I think a lot of the things we talked about for the older girls, it applies to the younger girls too. Mm-hmm. And we talked earlier how you had a great experience this past summer working at Camp Polymot for my yes. friend, Missy. Shout <laughs> out to Missy Roper. She's the owner of Camp Polymot, and it's an amazing Christian camp. And Ella was one of the counselors this summer for the little girls, but Uh, you said that you gave some Bible studies this summer, and you did different topics, but the week that you did friendship was when they all just like really perked up and really came up to you afterward and had lots of questions. So tell me about that experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would just say friendship is a funny thing to talk about because it seems like the most simple subject, but it's, I feel like what people struggle with the most at any age of life. And I especially saw that when I was a camp counselor, like you were saying, Um, I was in charge of the little girls, but Probably one of the favorite parts of my day was when I got to lead the Bible study. It was ages, I think, 13 through 15, um, which was really neat because I got to bond with a lot of those sweet girls. Um, But when I had the day that I talked about friendship and just life-giving friendships, that was the day where... Really, a lot of them perked up and came to me afterwards just talking about like how good that was and how much they needed that. And just it kind of broke my heart hearing about how many of them struggled with friendships, you know, Um, and kind of like what you were saying. I think nowadays it's it's almost hard to find those friendships that uplift you rather than ones that tear you down. And a lot of girls were just talking about how, you know, they leave their friends feeling worse off than when they first got in the room um, and just feeling torn down, or their friends like being passive aggressive towards them, which I think is just so hard um, to deal with. But
0: so let's talk about too just how to be an intentional friend, and mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that the college girls do really well. You know, and, and one thing I, I think I told you too before you left is that the beauty of college is that it's your, your new slate; it's a chance mm-hmm. to start over. And even though you had great friendships in high school, and I'm very thankful for that, you know, you think about how some people that didn't have a great high school or middle school experience you know or maybe they chose friends in seventh grade and they weren't the best friends for them but yet they felt kind of stuck with them through high school and so the great thing about college is that you have a a brand new opportunity to start over again you're a little bit wiser and you're more experienced in knowing what you want in your friendships versus when you were you know newly a teenager so let's talk about how you and your friends are intentional in your friendships and just how that intention has really helped to build those strong bonds and also to build that trust
1: yeah um I mean, I can give a few concrete examples of things. I really didn't even start doing this until college, and honestly, I learned a lot from my freshman year roommate, Grace Ann. Um, But I really just feel like it's the little things that really develop and build a friendship, Um, like sending sweet texts and letters um, just being uplifting. And something I would say is like, don't hold back on a compliment. Like if something kind about someone comes into your head, like tell it to them because you never know what that can mean. You know what I mean? Like that person could feel so down in the dumps that day and that one compliment might stick with them for years. I love that. And I also love how y'all really celebrate birthdays. And that was one thing
0: that surprised <laughs> me because, you know, I've always kind of tried to mark my calendar. I'd leave that space around your birthday open because I'm like, oh, I want to go and celebrate her. And I always do go spend the night. But I guess what surprised me is that you're you're always like, well, my friends are planning something too. So don't worry about me on my birthday so I usually go the day before or the day after. But as a mom, it makes me feel so good that y'all take care of each other that way. Yeah. And your sweet roommates this year, I remember you saw, seeing the picture. It was a game day. So I not I was there the day before. But it was Auburn game day. And they you had woken up. And I think there was a big spread for breakfast. There was bacon and donuts <laughs> and all of this stuff that a mom might do for her daughter. But to see 20-year-old girls doing it for each other, it just mm-hmm. really touched me. So I just think it's those little things like that. And last year, going back to Grace Ann, I remember she wanted to do something special for your birthday. So she had decorated your room. You spent the night with me in the hotel Mm -hmm. that night. So she decorated your bed, and she'd gotten some of your closest friends to write letters. Mm -hmm. And, again, I was so touched by that. And then you are talking about writing letters, and it reminded me of just this past Christmas a few weeks ago. I was opening up the mail and we'll give another shout out here to Grace Krim, (laughs) one of Ella's many friends in 80 Pie at Auburn, who's such a sweetheart. And, um, you know, she had sent you a Christmas card and written a letter and a card about what your friendship means to her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just think that's what's missing in our world today. And it's so simple, but it's also so refreshing to see, especially when you are a college girl. And I think it's when you're doing that for your friends, Maybe some people might not like that. Who knows? I do. But the right people are going to love that. And I think when you're that kind of friend to somebody else, you're going to attract those kind of people into your life too.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And on top of the letters thing, I just think that, you know, kind words are so much more powerful than we think. And words are such a gift from God and a tool that we can utilize to build these friendships. Um, so, yeah, just speaking truth over your friends and being kind to, like the people that you meet just means more than you know. And I can like, it's so true what they say, like you might not remember what they said, but you'll remember how it made you feel. Yes, I agree. That is so
0: true. And and something else we touched on earlier as we were just throwing around ideas is, you know, as you go to college and you're meeting people, obviously you want to have good judgment and you want to kind of, you want to do a lot of observation because you're meeting a ton of people, but it might take time to realize, okay, who shares your values? Who has the character that you want rubbing off on you? Um, you know, who's going to be a good influence. And it might not be until second semester until that really sets in. Mm -hmm. And something else we touched on earlier that I thought was a great point was high school reputations. And, you know, we we go to college and sometimes we carry those high school reputations with us for better or for worse. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit Mm -hmm. and the role that maybe that plays as you're making new friends.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can think of several times freshman year when someone would come up to me and You know, I'd be hanging out with someone and they'd come up and be like, oh, that girl has a bad high school reputation or did you hear she did this? And I think it's so easy to get like pulled into that and then want to, you know, move away towards those people. But that's really the opposite of what we're called to do. We're called to love everyone. Um, And I think it's hard, too, because a lot of times those people that had bad college, bad high school reputations, they really They really come into college with the mindset that they do want to change. And so I think that those people deserve an equal opportunity, just as we're given, um, to make friendships, and they shouldn't be held back by their past. Um, So, yeah, I think just staying kind to everyone, including and especially those people that might be considered outcasts or have bad reputations in the past, because you never know, those people might be trying to turn a new leaf, and they may just become one of your best friends one day.
0: So true. And again, that that's true in any point in life. I mean, that's true even when you're an adult is to really, you know, I always say, I think I've told you all this too. I hope I've really drilled it in. Is like, you know, make your own observations and your own judgments about people and don't listen to all the gossip and all the hearsay because a lot of times it's not true or a lot of times somebody's saying it because they have some ulterior motive or, or whatever. Um, and at the same time, like we talked about this earlier and like we can touch on this again. Is just, you know, meeting a lot of people, casting that wide Mm -hmm. net, but being slow to trust. Mm -hmm. And I have a a story I shared with y'all when I went to college that I was like the most naive high school girl ever. And so I I look back and I'm like, man, I guess dad's prayers, (laughs) Papa's prayers (laughs) really covered me because uh, there are some times that I'm like, that could have led to some trouble and just people that I was with. But I can think of one time my freshman year, there was a a girl in my sorority and she asked me like, Hey, I got my dad's Porsche. Do you want to go driving in it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I'd never knew anybody whose dad even had a Porsche, much less ridden in one. So that sounded pretty fun to me. Mm -hmm. But I remember we were on McFarland Boulevard and she was driving and everything seemed normal. And then all of a sudden she was like, do you want to see how fast this car goes? And I was like, yeah, I guess. And so she just like hits the gas and just starts tearing down McFarland Boulevard going so fast. I mean, to the point that the car started shaking. And I found out later that she had a lot of issues at home and things going on that, that I think was causing her rebellion and her wild streak. But the car started shaking. And anyway, it started shaking to the point that it stopped like on this and we had to pull over to the side of the road. And it turned out that she ran out of gas. And so we had to get somebody to go get gas for us and all of that. And it's funny, because I look back on it now. And I'm like, you know, I was just trying to make a friendship. I had no idea that I was putting my life in the hands of somebody that maybe wasn't using the best judgment which is why it does matter to observe somebody's character and, and the choices that they're making and so you know like I said as you're going to college you know meeting these people but also taking time to observe and make those those judgment calls about like okay who's 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 going to be a good influence here? Who's going to keep you on a good track and um, maybe not taking you down the the highway going full speed Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the point that your life may be in jeopardy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So true. Hopefully Um, hopefully you won't do anything dumb like that, Ella. Hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. On that, I would say it is important to remember, like, like say you spent years with these friends and then finally decide that they're not the right people for you. It's good to know that no friendship is a waste of time and that, friends are either going to teach you what you do want to do and what you want to be um, or what you don't want to do and how you don't want to treat people. And I think it's important to remember the way that others have made you feel so that you in the future can make others feel that same way.
0: Yes, uh, exactly. I also think there's this mentality out there that you have to have a a huge friend group that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not successful in friendship unless you have a a core group of like 20 or 25 girls, which I don't agree with. Nobody has the energy to invest, you know, to really invest and pour into 20 great friendships Mm-mm. at a time, <laughs> you know, which is why you've got to be selective and you've got to value your time and your life and your energy mm-hmm. and make sure you're pouring it into the wrong places. And mm-hmm. one thing I always tell, tell girls and moms is that, you know, for these the girls growing up today, you don't want to spend 10 years of your life pouring into these friendships that aren't going to last 30 years from now. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to look back as an adult and realize you don't have any friends from high school or any friends from college because you chose the wrong people. So a lot of that does go back to who are you choosing to be in your core circle, your your innermost circle of friends and being quick to love people, but slow to trust. And like knowing that trust is not built overnight Mm -hmm. is not built over a fun weekend. It might not even be built over freshman year or the first semester of school. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it takes time to, to witness somebody's character and their judgment but let's talk about like how you choose your core group of friends and how you do decide whether somebody is worthy of your trust or not.
1: Yeah, no that's so true what you said. Like quality really over quantity. And I think it's important, you know, to go in with the mindset that you're seeing God in everyone that you meet and you're loving to everyone you meet, um but you're not going to be best friends with everyone that you meet. Um And I think it's important that your core circle, the ones that you really rely on and trust and tell your secrets to and ask advice from, are people that you really feel like have your best interests in mind. Um, And for me, my core people, I say like five people or under, I try to make it people that I know are going to make me grow. Like these people really do have your best interests in mind and they want the best for you and they're even going to challenge you in hard ways. Um, I think that's really important qualities to look for.
0: And you also made me think of something that Sophie had told me recently, that she went to a Bible study with Big Time a few weeks ago, and there was a mom there sharing her testimony. And this mom was saying that when she went to college, that you know, her only goal was to have cute and fun friends. Mm-hmm. like That's all she wanted. And she found that her freshman year, and everything was great. But then her sophomore year, her mom was diagnosed with cancer. And these fun and cute friends like couldn't handle that. You know mm-hmm. they were like we don't want to be sad like they weren't equipped to be the friend to help her in that situation so she ended up all alone and she went through a really lonely season mm-hmm. and the good news is that you know it was during that lonely season that she found a real friend and that real friend she found is still her friend now 30 years later mm-hmm. and so kind of going back to what we said that sometimes it's not until you go through something hard that you realize who your real friends are but Maybe talk to somebody that's in that season, that's in that season of loneliness. Maybe they thought they'd found their friends, but they weren't really equipped to handle them through the ups and downs of life, mm-hmm. um, or their friends have let them down, or just the people they thought they could trust have betrayed them. What would you say to that girl who's listening?
1: I mean, I would say for that, that, you know, everyone does go through lonely seasons. That's completely normal, and it's going to happen to all of us. Um and so I think the best thing to do is really just bring it to God and pray about it. Um, and also, I think, ask for clarity and ask to, ask Him to open your eyes about the people around you. There may be someone else in your circle, maybe in your class or just in your everyday life that you don't really pay attention to, but they could be feeling the exact same way. Um and I think oftentimes it's hard when we have our eyes set on being in this certain group, and then that group is rejecting us, or even just that one person is rejecting us, and we keep trying to crawl our way back into that group. But I think at some point it's important to you know just open our eyes and realize you know the true friendships oftentimes um, they might not be the ones that you're initially chasing after, but those kind of people might be the ones that you need to be friends with. You know, the ones that are more welcoming and accepting of others. Um, and just like more fruitful, God-giving friendships.
0: Oh, I mean, I could give you a standing ovation. That was awesome. <laughs> that is so perfect. And if more people could learn that early in life, I think the friendship game would be totally different. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I don't know why that, Um, you know, if I'm always like, don't pursue friendships with people who don't pursue you, who yeah. don't want you. Yeah. You know, because the way I look at it too, and friendship matters. I mean, as a mom, I value y'all's friendships and I love your friends. And it makes me so proud when you pick friends who I love, who I would have chosen for you, but Mm -hmm. of course I didn't. But, um, I just think, you know, I'm not going to be here forever, that one day your friends are going to be filling in that gap that, that I leave. And so you want your kids to have those support systems and you want Mm -hmm. them to have good people in their life and people who are speaking truth when you're not there to do it and, Mm -hmm. you know, helping guide them. And, You know, trusting that God is working through those friendships when you have life-giving friendships like you talked about. Totally. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Oh, this has been so good. Okay, well, we've covered a lot. Is there anything else that you can think of that is just um, especially helpful for somebody that's going to college, maybe for Sophie's age? Ella's little sister, Sophie, is a high school senior right now. So she and her friends are all gearing up for this journey. But maybe, um, you know, any advice for a girl who is at the start of that journey, about to go to college, excited, Mm -hmm. um, a little nervous, and not sure how to make those new friendships?
1: Um, I kind of just want to emphasize, honestly, stuff that I was talking about in the beginning. It's completely normal to feel lonely at first and just know that these friendships aren't going to come immediately and these deep friendships really do take time. Um, But in the meantime, while you're doing that, you know, reach out to people that you normally wouldn't and surround yourself with good people, you know, I encourage going to church and getting plugged into Bible studies and youth groups and other things like that where you know that you know just draw in good people that you'd want to surround yourself with.
0: Excellent. Well, I can't say it
1: any better than that.
0: And Ella, I know that um, this audience is going to want to have you back on for more. So I hope oh you'll join us again. You have just so much wisdom to offer. And and I just want to end by saying a prayer uh, for the girls who are listening, for the moms who are listening, and just for friendship in general. And just for us to all remember that friendship really is a gift from God, and we don't want our bad experiences or any pain that we felt shut us off from the idea of friendship or make us think that all girls are mean or all women are mean or friendship is just impossible because we need it more than ever in a world like we're facing today, a lot of hard times and trials and struggles, and I just truly believe that with the right people by your side and with God in your heart, we really can get through these things. So I'll end with a prayer, and um, Ella, just thank you again for, for coming on the show, and I can't wait to have you back on for another topic. Dear Lord, we praise you for this day. We praise you for this opportunity to connect with other moms and other girls and anyone else who may be listening. And God, you know the desires in our heart, unlike anybody else. You know the loneliness and the fears and the struggles that every person listening has, has been through. And we ask you to especially be with those girls who are going to college or who are in college right now and they're listening to this. We ask that you just bring the friends into their life who will lift them up, who help them become the young women that they're meant to be. We ask that you help them become brave friends themselves. We ask that you help them be proactive in reaching out and extending invitations and and taking advantage of that window of opportunity that they have when they are surrounded with these girls their age and this opportunity to make new friends that can last a lifetime. And God, we just praise you for the gift of friendship, and we ask for more strong Christian friendships as our world continues to get more difficult and sometimes more dark. And we just praise you for your goodness, we praise you for your character, and we praise you for the love that you show, not only through your love for us, but also through the people that you bring into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have you here. And if you enjoyed the show, please follow the Girl Mom podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen and leave a ratings or review so others can find these messages too. Also, my new book for moms called More Than a Mom, How Prioritizing Your Wellness Helps You and Your Family Thrive, is now available everywhere books are sold. This book is for girl moms and boy moms and full of encouragement no matter what season of parenting you're in. Find the link to this book and my other books in the show notes. Thanks again for your support and have a great day.